It's the Tiltcast episode 460, Chunky Lad. And this week, guys, we talk more Ark, a Binding of Isaac DLC, Chunky, and the new game Outriders. Stay tuned. I like cookies. Jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. Chunky. Ah. It's the Tiltcast. Just getting this out of the way. This is a mature rated show. I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I'm fucking rusty. And you're going to get about 30-ish minutes of bullshit. Bullshit. Some games and some news. Get it, get it out. Get, get it. Get it and, out. And uh, Rusty's just woken up, and then I think me and Jason have been up for about 16 hours at this point. Yeah, something around there. Yeah, give me and, some shit. I mean, it is 9.49 p.m., on what on April third, twenty twenty one. I missed April Fools by a couple of days. No, but it you is did. four three two one. Oh. <laughs> it's countdown day. That is what it is. Countdown day. Countdown. I mean, we've already experienced really kind of close to the end of the fucking world already, so <clears throat> But hey, speaking of April Fools. Oh yeah. I'll yeah. just say uh when it comes to the April Fools pranks. I, I did. Tech companies stepped it back up this year. Yeah, the razor hair dye was pretty. <laughs> the great. razor chroma <laughs> hair dye was <laughs> fucking great. RGB, man. Um, I'll tell you what. That new egg uh, drink dispenser was pretty great too. Um, yes. <laughs> um, the the hydronator. I uh, yeah. I, I, I did not really participate in April Fools this year. I said I'm just gonna fucking sit back and watch. It could, uh, but the one that that got me is the uh, that LTT uh, went oh, and did yeah. the OnlyFans. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they so the thing about the thing about it is after that they just did a you know they had just did their talk show their the WAN show and I was watching that and they were like uh, so yeah we actually did create an OnlyFans account like literally for this purpose and in the process of doing that they became uh a top one percent creator on the uh, on the platform <laughs> well, I was, oh, overnight <laughs> i was gonna say i posted just very little but uh terraria had a uh a post that said terraria for smart fridges launches today i mean you can already play well, doom on them so that and music memes right like uh probably almost nobody knew this but um, Devin Townsend has uh, drastically changed his look since the 90s from being a skullet dude to a goofy looking dude in suits that's bald. Um, <laughs> and then a friend of mine from a band had shared something that uh, it's a picture of a side of a band and it says Rack Slabbeth Barbecue. <laughs> Pork butts gathered in their masses, slapping sauces on fat asses. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> it was just like. The instant I saw that, I was like, I started having the song play in my head, and I was yep. like, here we go. It's yep. going to be that kind of day. It's going to be that day. I think I saw that, and then I said, then I just posted my uh, my you know, my two-line PSA on Facebook, and I just shut up afterwards. It was like, it, it don't, don't believe what you see on the internet today. The internet's the Wild West. <laughs> if you think, if you don't remember, just look at the date. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh... Because I've so, got some gullible people on my well, Facebook. <laughs> there was some pretty great stuff that was going on. I completely forgot it was April 1st. I didn't even think about it. And 
just after just after I got to work, I had a few minutes. I was pulling up YouTube because usually when I start my morning reporting, I'll listen to something just to kind of focus. And when I pull up YouTube, the first thing I see is that Chroma video. Yeah, yeah, and it's in there as an ad. Of course, because so I open it and I'm like. Oh yeah, we skipped a year on today's on, April first. We skipped a year on April first because that you know April April Fools well, didn't happen last year. Last year the shutdowns had just started around right, and then around it then was and, it was too serious for people to actually yeah. make a joke out of it, and and this year it just kind of just some people let loose, you know, they just needed to uh, needed to restart the tradition but, because it needed to happen. I mean, that chroma ad though. That dude with all that hair and all that beard and just seeing rainbow colors go across. Fucking. <laughs> I mean, if I had if I had hair, uh, I I'd definitely I definitely pick it up because, I mean, that would that would make for a really great Twitch stream. The best part uh, was I showed it to one of the gals at work and she went, oh, don't tell me that's real. Oh, it is. And I went. Oh, it is. With, you know, sure, the, keep watching the video. The advancement of nanotechnology. This is exactly <laughs> what we're going with it. Yes, I mean, pretty soon we're gonna have RGB eyeballs. So we're <laughs> fucking RGB everything. Yeah, to the group, you're the most RGB out of all three of us for sure. I mean, you gotta you gotta get your colors on. I mean, mine's the world basically is pretty just, bland without it. So. Mine's just red, dude. I mean, I fucking clap my hands twice, and and and, and my uh, robotic bitch will fucking turn my my shit all kinds of fucking RGB. So, Rusty has smart lights hooked up to his Alexa. I I didn't want to say her name because it would trigger people's um, um oh, you know, robotic well, bitch. So, Alexa, Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, at... play never going to give you up. <laughs> you <assholes>. <laughs> <laughs> I uh Okay, Google Play never give you up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Screw you, man. Yeah, you're fucking you know, yeah, your phone's gonna go the Choosing songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That's gonna... <laughs> <laughs> He trolled himself. So, <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> I, I did. You, it went off. <laughs> You know, I just want to make sure we're catching a good bit of the automation community out there. I, I'd mention iPhones, but their automation bitch is... Uh, I hate her. Yeah, your robotic bitch sucks. Okay, uh, Siri. And, oh, God, here we go. What do you want? Fine. What do you want? Uh, Siri, play Never Gonna Give You Up. Oh, Jesus. So now we've got it all, I think. Yeah, I think okay. we, yeah, we've hit, yeah. We, we, okay. we've hit Amazon, I've, Google, and Apple all within about two minutes. Okay, well, if... And we're yeah. assholes. Yep, we're assholes. We are assholes. Hold you. Is those, are those cookies? Are those, those, they, uh, those are cookies. Yeah, so Ooh. I forgot to give Jason cookies uh, last week that Ooh. Earl brought by, and I threw them in the freezer to make sure that they didn't go bad. Ooh. Because they are, this is a very inside thing. They're called Ooh. Tabitha cookies. Ooh, those look good. Oh, they're starting to thaw. Tell oh, me, those are they good? good? Are they too hard? Mm-mm. Oh, oh, is it too hard? I mean, are we? Are we? What are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about here? Oh, don't tempt me like that! Oh, oh yeah, don't, com completely don't, throw Matakito. Don't tempt me like that, son of a bitch! Don't no. take it away. 
Take it away, son of a bitch. It'll take him like a week to get back in. I, it would, it, yeah. And it that would start me down a path of, you know, of, you know, of, of, of pooping that I don't want. Um, I was speaking of like that. mini cakes with chocolate chips. They're awesome. And I know exactly how awesome they are because these cookies are, these, these cookies are awesome. Um, yeah, so Earl dropped those off last week. I didn't eat them all. I, I had to eat some because I mean, when you have them staring at you, yeah, you you can't really stop. Yeah, I was. It was his day off, and I was in the middle of a meeting, and he rings my doorbell, and like I scoop my face off camera a little bit so I can answer my doorbell. (laughs) Like Earl, what are you doing? He's like, I got cookies. I can't do an Earl voice. I got cookies. Pretty close. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was like, okay. Well, all right, I was like, Girl Scout. I was like, I'm, I'm in a meeting. I can't come to the door. He's like, oh, I'm leaving him. <laughs> and then he just walked away. Was he wearing his Girl Scout sash? No, he wasn't. <laughs> um, he's doing a wrestling podcast. Oh, yeah? Yeah. God damn it. I can't remember what it's called now. Fucking. Let's. Uh, Let's remember to plug it by the end. We we will do we will do something, but we're gonna make sure that we get. Earl that. is a long time friend of all of ours. Yes, yes, and he's and been on the show plenty of times. So. Yeah, Re- Earl's on about a hundred episodes. He's a uh, he's he's very loud. He's he is. He really likes bonanza too. It used to be story time with Grandpa Earl. It was Grandpa Earl. It I is got you a dollar. God, did he link? <laughs> We get a dollar every, you know, every August from uh, from Grandpa Earl. <laughs> That's his. Uh, that is his gift to us every year. <laughs> One dollar. <laughs> Ringside View is the name of the podcast. Got it. Awesome. I forgot that he gave me like their Twitter, their Facebook, their let's see, their podcast ID for Apple, Breaker Audio. Um, Overcast.fm, I mean, RadioPublic.com, and Spotify. Fucking everywhere, Everything. Man. But yeah, it's a, it's a wrestling podcast. Ringside View Podcast at gmail.com. You can reach out to him. Yeah. If you like, if you like wrestling. Wrestling. Um, but yeah, um, I don't even know where we're fucking going with this shit. Cookies. The That's cookies. completely derailed us. Yeah. I had, to, I had to go all the way back around the tree. Hey, well, I mean... The source of the cookies is also the source of the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. The source of the cookies is a source of the podcast, and we got that recipe from an old friend of ours from work. Yes. That's, that's why they're called Tab of the Cookies, because only, uh, like, four people have the recipe, me, Earl, uh, mutual friend Lisa, I believe, and someone else. And, and they're super cakey, like, fluffy... Super chocolatey, like they're not your flat Toll House cookies. Oh, these no, guys these are, stand up. They totally stand up. The, I they're, mean, one cookie is almost a meal. Uh, <laughs> it's like they're just really fluffy, very, huge chocolate chip cookies. They're, they're, they're like chocolate chip biscuits. The problem exactly. is now I'm good. You handed me this bag what, before we started recording. I'm probably going to eat three or four of these you bitches before the night's over. You are going to put them in your over. fucking bag is what you're going to do. You're going to put them in your backpack. You're going to forget that they fucking exist for at least another hour or two. Because I'm going to, I'm, I'll, 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 I'll fucking I, wrestle you. <laughs> I, can't pro- I can't promise it will stop me. Um, at least I don't have to see them on the I mean, fucking table just, here. Just give them to your wife. That they'd be gone immediately. Because, I mean, t- these are these are gold. These are these are bagged gold right here. Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, 
Crystal will get some. The kids aren't fucking touching them. <laughs> as far as they're concerned, they don't exist. They get peeps, yeah. and that's it. Oh, yeah. This yeah, is Easter, Easter weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so, uh... Uh, I haven't observed, like, the whole, like, Easter thing for years, uh, so I don't even know what the fuck the deal is. All I know is peeps are a thing, fucking, um, it, the Cadbury cream eggs are uh, on store shelves, at least for another day, uh, and Monday is candy sale day where you can get all of that shit for half off. I know um, that I spent about 50 bucks on candy for the Renekid. I... If- and- Right. Jessa, Jessa called me up. We were talking the other day, and she's like, "Oh yeah, we need to get candy for the kid." And I was like, "Oh yeah, it's it's Good Friday." She's uh, like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Remember those sneakers that you bought her that we completely forgot to give her?" She's it, like, "You can give her sneakers and candy." Sneakers <laughs> and candy. I was like, "Okay, that but that that was sneakers, sneakers. not Snickers." Yeah. Wait. So she, I've got her. We've got white chocolate Reese's cups. Like she's a Reese's fanatic. But especially the white chocolate. Oh, the bigger the Reese's cups, the better. Like but I've got Reese's eggs, Reese's I, white I chocolate cups. Like the eggs, mm, no, they're about that big. The reason I prefer them is it's a little less chocolate eh. and more that peanut butter filling. Yeah, the peanut butter Reese's and peanut I butter love is it. Really good. <laughs> uh, I, I'll, I'll tell you, there was one that damn candy peanut butter is fucking addictive. There, there's one, there's one Reese's that I had that like basically trumps all else, and it was one Reese's cup that was a full pound. I mean, I'm a oh, big guy. Yeah. I'm a big guy. Like, you, you, that's the, like a Reese's pie. Th- this it, it kind of looked like a fucking pie. I mean, it was it was pretty big. I've seen those. What is it like? You, Twelve you inches can, across. You can still find those like in specialty candy stores. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's it's basically yeah. just one fucking big cup. It's about as big as my hand, uh, and it's, I mean, it's a pound. It's a pound. Uh, it's <laughs> it's a pound of candy, uh, and you should should never eat all of it at once. Yeah, it's like half a pound of chocolate and half a pound of that filling. It's. In a Reese's cup. It's super good. (laughs) It's super good. I mean, that does sound delicious. Um, And, uh, you know, with my love of Reese's, so if you know anything about keto, there's something called a fat bomb, right? Yep. And I was making Reese's-style fat bombs. So for me, what I do is, going to sound super homemaker here, Well, Um, but, I mean, everything I do is kind of. Kind of. So what you do is you take, I make a Keto peanut, it's not really totally Bitch. keto, but like you get natural peanut butter, right? Bitch. And then you use a muffin pan with muffin cups, right? The muffin wraps, right? Like the little wrappers. Uh-huh. And then you put in a little layer of chocolate. Muffin. Right? And then you pour in the peanut butter mix that you made. Muffin man. And then you put in the chocolate again, and they come out pretty close to a keto Reese's. Yep. Pretty freaking delicious. It, I mean, yep. I will be the muffin man. You you will be the muffin man. Um, fucking you said muffin three times in like the space of a minute. Anywho, I caught um, on. It's uh, <laughs> I've done those, but uh, it was uh, I think it was what was it Thanksgiving? I I tried the you know tried that. Uh, 
it was a peanut butter bar. It was supposed to be kind of like a Reese's that had the same consistency as a Reese's, but it turned into something that like sucked the fucking moisture well, out of no, my face. Rusty used peanut butter powder. Yeah, it don't and use peanut butter powder. That stuff is dry like the desert. <laughs> it sucks. It's like it's like eating a spoonful of cinnamon. It was pretty bad, dude. I I would not so, recommend. So so like you you take one bite and you look like. Uh, the bad guy towards the end of Raiders. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, where, where his, oh, yeah, his, face, just, where yeah. his face just sucks in and dries out. Yeah, because he pretty much because he chose poorly. I, I it was one of the first things that I thought of. When <laughs> that I was actually that, that was actually one of the first things I said. You chose poorly. Yeah. <laughs> you said that, and I laughed as I was like drinking three gallons of water trying to rehydrate. It was pretty bad. <laughs> I don't even know how they dehydrate it that much. It's like all that, all that the, uh, all of that fucking uh, like the PB two or the you know the uh, you know the powdered peanut butter. All that is is the byproduct of making a you know peanut oil. So all they do is they take and press out all of the peanut oil for like fucking you know Chick fil A, I guess, and then fucking. And what's left behind is this mash. Right. And then they just grind that fucking mash. They just grind the mash and dehydrate it. Yeah. So, I mean, just so you know, this is the how how it's made fucking channel, apparently. Um, But, yeah. Hey, man. I used to crack out to that on the History (laughs) Channel for hours. History, Discovery. Or Discovery Channel, yeah. Discovery, I thought it was. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I so I like working that. in a call center, I'd sit there and have we'd have TVs close by, right? And I'd flip it on History Channel and watch the same thing while I went on autopilot for hours and hours and hours and hours. It's just like how it's made. And then people look at what I'm watching. Oh, okay, that's not bad. You know, you can leave it on how it's made. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And this is the perfect background. It's, it's not boring enough. I watched the how it's made for hot dogs and i've never looked at a hot dog the same again um i mean but i had a hot link today i know I, I know i just know how it's made rusty now. rusty uh rusty was a little bit uh not awake when he got here and is oh still struggling God. i am really fucking struggling guys i'm uh, and i mean i've had all, all of the caffeine I've, I've so addressed, far i've addressed all the need for snickers and hangriness i even offered this fucker ribs that i made today and and I turned for like seven hours. These the, are like quarter pound a rib. They're fleshy. I'm. <laughs> Please don't describe your ribs as fleshy. They are fleshy <laughs> and floppy. Oh my big, god! Fleshy floppy ribs. Uh, some big fleshy floppy meat for your mouth. Okay, I'm just I mean, gonna go. There, it. it was so thick. Like I just I need cut some it meat with, for my I, mouth right now. Well, I couldn't find a knife, and I was it, like, I bet a butter knife will work. And, it, <laughs> and I used a butter knife to cut the ribs. Okay, fine. I'll have a rib when we go to break. Fuck. <laughs> I, uh, I actually it was didn't just need a, sauce. It, it's just today. Yeah, I don't know if if you've run into these situations, and I don't. I know I'm not the fucking only person in the fucking world that's like this. But when you wake up and you just don't fucking feel it, like oh, I've get, I gave it to you. What was it? I don't know. Maybe about a week ago, we were gaming at like oh god a.m. at like five a.m. on a Sunday, right? And like I just woke up and I just went into you for like you, absolutely no reason. You were like 
you you fucking logged on and literally within 30 fucking seconds he's like i don't know how to fucking you know i don't know what the fuck i'm doing in this game i don't fucking like it i don't you you've you've progressed way too fucking far in this game i feel like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i'm like dude sh- fucking calm down it he's was like, literally all my thoughts all at once yes in uh, the span of about five seconds and like whoa 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 we were playing arc uh and and uh and we were like what the fuck i'm trying to figure out what's wrong with you and then you fucking did that shit to me today you're like where are you at what are you gonna where are you gonna come all right. Well, are you gonna the be difference is that I ask you that every week. Yeah, you say this t- shit to me every week, and yeah, I let it roll off, you know, roll off my back every so often. But no. Um, but today it was like you you so said now, that to me Rusty, at like seven thirty. Rusty rolled now, out of the wrong side of the bed, and I hit him with the same thing I hit him with every week, which is troll Rusty to now, make sure he's awake. Now, hang on. I'm going to be I'm going to be devil's advocate here and be fair to both of you. Okay, how do you for <laughs> mediate, you, mediate us, to Jason? Be, to be fair to Rusty, it did happen at seven thirty, which Rusty's been up for about thirty, maybe at best forty five minutes at this point. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at timestamps. And, <laughs> and Justin. Mason Having Justice already Cup. seen seven fifty three p.m. Okay, fifty three. Yeah, I was awake for like Justin already having seen Rusty post shit on Facebook. Simply posts one time. When are you going to be here? When do you guys think you will be here? At Rusty, <laughs> one time. It, in a chat group that both Rusty and a, I are in. It's a thing. I'm always just a little bit late for literally everything. Uh, so when when I get here, I mean, this is the reason why we started dating and timing the fucking podcast so that the you know so that Justin can fucking guilt me about it. Uh, pretty much, um, um, I I am 100 percent transparent about that. Yeah, it is 100 percent a guilt trip. It also actually there is a little bit more to it. There's more. So we redid the site. Yeah. Um. We didn't have dates on the episodes. I had to go back and look at when, almost 10 years of Twitter posts. <laughs> there, there, I mean, there's that. And but, listen to the intros because on the Twitter, the original Twitter post, I wasn't putting the episode title on the Twitter post. It was literally just new episode posted, and that was it. And so I'd look at that while I was trying to redo this for the site, and I was like, oh, my God. So the first... 150 episodes. I literally listened to the intro for all of those while I was redoing that over the course of about <laughs> five days straight. Yeah, I took vacation to redo the site with Trent <laughs> and then listen to a shitload of myself talk. And I appreciate everything that you did. Um, but the real reason for the date and time initially was to guilt the fuck out of me because I no, was, was I was, was always late about it. It was actually a sidebar that I realized that I was doing at that point. And so it, it's extra motivation. But there is – we at this point, obviously, we put the episode up. And there was a time when we would we would post about 10 days later. Yeah. And I'd forget what day it was. So now if you go to Spotify, it always says Saturday the week before – or Friday the week before. Right. Even though we recorded on Saturday night. It's just easy for me to go in there and put that as the date, <laughs> even though it's always a day early at this point. Right. Well – we're now and I posted on Monday. We're, we're now on a different. Uh, we're we're now on a schedule, so things are not just like being thrown out there when the fuck ever. We've we've got a you know we've got a deadline and we're sticking to it. 
we've stuck to it for a while. So we're going to. There's about three months of 100% consistent posting. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's a thing. <laughs> so, but yeah, the, you know, the. Um, Even though we're going to try to record early next week. I didn't tell you yet, Jason. Oh, yeah. Surprise. Um, do what? <laughs> I'll talk about it on break. Right. Um, but. Yeah, we're you know where was it? where was I going? Oh, basically, yeah, I'm a fucking bear. Um, and he was poking the fucking bear early, uh, in something about how he fucking did it this week. Maybe I just did it before Rusty pooped. I, it's possible. Um, I don't know because I went into a full on fucking blind rage for about 15 minutes afterwards, and then <laughs> that actually makes it more entertaining for me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he he fucking posted something. He's like, dude, uh, when when are you gonna be here? It was like super fucking like not pointed. It was just like, you know, when's your ETA? And I went off. I'm like, dude, I've been, I haven't even fucking been, and I fucking like went off on his ass. And then that doesn't deter me. <laughs> it, it doesn't deter him at all, right? So he continues to fucking kind of like poke the fucking bear. It's called verbal aikido. I'm just and like it, without spaces. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a fucking bitchin' fucking asshole shit tank cocksucker motherfucking dick wad cock juggling thunder cunt. And then I eat his Snickers. <laughs> and then he ate his Snickers. <laughs> uh <sighs> Rusty. I turn into I turn into a completely Rusty. different beast when I'm uh when I'm not awake. So it's like waking a bear out of hibernation. And and um yeah. So I just I, I go off sometimes. Um I just wanna just update everybody right now. The the whole poop front thing is still working pretty strong. Oh, thanks. Thanks for the update on your sh- shit pills. It's about every two to three two to three times a day. And it's you're, not it's not running. That it's good consistency. It's about it, you're regular. It's good to hear you're finally regular. <laughs> I mean, you're regular finally. Holy I'm, shit! Yeah, I I can't tell if the weight I'm losing is the shit or if it's actual weight loss. But my shirt's not so tight, so that feels. I better. mean, pooping regularly will generally <laughs> lead to weight loss. Well, I used to weigh myself in the morning after I took my shit to see how heavy it was. So I'd weigh oh myself. Oh my god! Weigh myself before. And after, and I was like, okay, well, that was about 0.6 pounds. And occasionally you get one that's like about 1.5 pounds and you feel like a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a whole nother level of like admiring your turds. Um, <laughs> I'm not ashamed. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a unique individual. I know Why this. Why do I come over? Um, <laughs> I mean, I've done this. Same thing, like forever, and I'm I got not a more actively trying to lose weight. No, it's just like, a morbid curiosity. There, there have been times where well, I have literally taken like a two pound shit. I mean, fucking like golf clap, fucking. What, 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 what I? No, I got I a more, I got a more accurate scale to make sure. Honestly, it was to make sure that I was losing weight, and I weigh myself. You go right down to the fucking ounces. It's it's too. Yeah, well, that scale and there's tenths of a pound. Tenths of a pound. Okay. So, like, I have, des- I have a tenth of a pound scale that's as well. That's not that abnormal, but it's like about a forty dollars scale, right? And I just, at a certain point, I was like, I'm gonna weigh myself after the shit, and then see if I lost all the things that I gained yesterday. So, I was like that before, you know, on my first, my very first stint on keto. Like when I, you know, when I lost my first hundred pounds, like that was, 
I mean, I was a big, I was a big boy. Like I was, I was I'm much bigger than I you am went now. From a big boy to a chunky lad. Uh, I'll take chunky lad. Um, uh, <laughs> I'll take chunky lad for sure. I mean, he, uh, but he, he went from, he went from fluffy to husky. Uh, nah, no, I'm a little bit bigger than husky. There's, so <laughs> there's husky and then there's chunky lad. Chunky lad. I'll, ta- I'll, I'll take chunky lad. Uh, Boy, um, <laughs> I mean, we're all nobody here skinny. Boy, no. Uh, but yeah, no. I, I when I was doing the first stint in keto, I had a very regular schedule as to when I would, uh, when I would weigh myself, and I had a whiteboard that I had up on the you know up on my door uh, that I would write down my my measurements. It was kind of a uh, motivational thing just to see, hey, I lost a pound this week or a pound, you know, but I had a very specific, you know, time frame. It was a specific day after I took a shit before I took a shower. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm weighing <laughs> myself to is right before I get in the shower. So I was like, I didn't want any of the water to weigh me down and I wanted to make sure that I was fully evacuated before I took the fucking measurement. Well, um, I mean... Getting into the boring, but like throughout the course of your day, your weight fluctuates with your water intake and your salt intake. So right, you know, and it, it was always in the morning, like yeah. right after. I in the up. morning's your most accurate way after you're a little bit dehydrated and you haven't eaten anything yet, and and you've taken a dump. So that's if you want to see your results, that's one. Um, but yeah, you know, keto's keto's kind of a way of life for for us right now, and those cookies for. Really, really tempting. But they are tasty. You know, like spinning off of this though, we started talking a little bit about Arc. We've uh, got our little. Uh, actually, you know what would be really handy because we're doing this in a much smaller environment. Yeah. Uh, what we're using? What five nine mods? Yeah, we're using nine mods, um, and they're just basically quality of life mods. So but they're any... very high quality of life mods. Yeah. So, like, we've got the mod. What's the name of the mod that does the auto feeding for imprint? That's all S plus. So S plus. Okay. Yeah. S plus is like, at this point, I feel kind of mandatory for a small group of survivors to play with. Yeah. It's it, it's aside from crazy. I didn't realize there was more to it than just the better snapping of objects. Oh yeah. There's there's quite a bit to the S plus mod for Arc. Uh, that it adds some basic automation, and the basic automation is, um, it 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 is almost all quality of life. Like the gardener basically just gathers shit from your gardens. It keeps it in its inventory. It doesn't distribute it. It just pulls it from the gardens so that you can actually continue to make more shit. Because uh, the uh, the garden or the crop plots don't have a maximum inventory well, space. The thing about Arc that makes it so. Arc is designed for large groups of people that know life the game. That know life the game, and me and Rusty don't know life the game. Rusty less life's the game than I do. I I do it or because more life's the game, but it's you have I didn't bigger swaths of free time. But besides that, we also only have me and Rusty playing. Right, and it takes all the really menial tasks that happen in Arc and lets it and automates it. Right, so like. When you tame uh, or imprint a baby dino or baby bear or whatever, right. right? Like you don't have to sit there and walk it and feed it and poke them or cuddle not, it, cuddle it, and do all that other bullshit. You just let it automate that while you go do shit. You just have to be there for the birth, which mm. is that's fine. Yeah. Um, the whole thing with the crops, right? You don't have to have somebody that's a fucking gardener. 
the incubation for the eggs. Uh, you know, the there's a. I don't uh, want to play extra life. I want to play fucking Ark, and I want to tame dinos and go kill shit and like right build shit. The the hatchery, the S plus hatchery, allow it picks up fertilized eggs from around your you know around the base, puts it in the inventory, and then uh, you know basically brings it to just before the eggs hatch, and then basically freezes it in place. So all you have to do is collect the eggs from the hatchery, drop it down for a second, and then the baby dinosaur pops out. So there's no waiting. I mean, you still have to wait a little bit after it's uh, after it's uh, you know after it's been pooped out of the dinosaur, but um, you uh, you know you don't have to like sit there and baby babysit shit. And that's one of the things about the automation in S plus is that it takes a lot of the babysitting tasks and automates them. Well, so, and I think S plus also does the automatic doors too. The S plus does the automatic doors, and then it also does the item transfer stuff, which I think the item transfer stuff really should have been put into the game. Is that anyway. the T for transfer? Uh, no, the item transfer stuff is the like the little cloud icon where you can pull from your. Boxes. Oh yeah, so let me explain on, or expand on that. So let's say you have a whole bunch of boxes, and you're a crazy rando like me that's driving rusty insane with his <sighs> inventory skills. Oh right? my god. It, you can literally click on this little cloud icon on the box and say hide, and then it'll tell you all the different boxes it's in, and then you can pull as much as that container will hold into that container. Right. It's about a one-second delay between each item that you pull. Not not individual, but each category. Right. But it's super quality of life. You don't have to figure out where the hell you put everything. You can just if you pull it a, and organize it. If you got a store by a storehouse of like a hundred boxes and he's got fucking hide in six of them. Which is normal. Um I'm, I'm like, just like which box is empty? Let me unload my inventory. Where the fuck is all the fucking hide? I can just go and hit that button and it will search everything. Well, and then your dinosaurs can carry so much more than you can. Right. So it saves you like five trips back and forth between the dinosaur and your box. Yeah. You know, and you just leave shit on the dinos and then pull stuff in as needed. And then, you know, you you know what you have on your dinos just, if you've been going for a certain thing and it, you just takes all the shit. fucking menial, like, basic fucking tasks of, like, transporting shit from one dinosaur to one container back and forth it, fucking it, 18 times. S-plus basically just maximizes fun. Right. It's it, And it's been argued to be part of the base game for a while. Um, the, you know, player base is really looking at and saying to the developers, hey, this should be part of the game. This is this makes the game fun because you can focus on doing the fun things instead of the menial task things. Yeah, I mean, we have stuff like tame timers and stuff like that. It's not insta-tames. Right. It's, like, we tame a level 150 or 200, well, 150 dino, and it takes us about 10 minutes or so. Yeah. It, but I it mean, doesn't take us half a day. That is that is a big big difference, yeah. There's, uh, there's, there's some <laughs> we still things... have to guard it. But we don't have to sit. We don't have to sit. We don't there have for to sit ten hours. All of our game session, right? I mean, some of the some of the dinosaurs take ten hours or more uh, to tame on normal servers. And I said, Nah, I'm not going to do that shit. Fuck that. Yeah. And so it's just, all this stuff. I mean, they're yeah, they're slight cheats, but honestly, Ark on its face for a handful of people is boring as fuck. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, unless I never you literally really... want to do the no life. Th- gaming side of it. I, I never really liked the idea of uh, of doing the whole like official server tribe thing where you it's co- almost fucking MMO at that point and 
honestly, I think that the the, well, the we don't really do the, and fucking shit like that are way too fucking long on official. We don't do the PvP or any of that. I mean, we literally right. play PvE. Like the next thing we're gonna do is probably we're on the on the threshold of uh taking our first boss together. Yes. And Rusty's building up a dino army. Like what he's been doing throughout the middle of the night is uh gathering all of the uh all of the dinosaurs like uh, some weird primitive Noah and moving <laughs> them to our little pad. I have I went out and I decided I'm going to get fucking mated pairs of just about everything that I can think of that's useful uh and put the a male and a female somewhere in my fucking base, and then I'm going to make them produce babies like fucking crazy, and then I'm going to use the babies as the army, the army fodder uh, for taking down bosses, uh, and that to me is fun as fuck because now when we uh, when we go to do a boss, we're gonna throw a bunch of pokeballs down, and then we're gonna t- charge. We'll we'll with both our have. We'll both have like fifty dinos a piece, fucking going, you know, you know, going to town while we're riding our war mounts, and I'm sure that we're going to be able to at least take down one of the bosses, and we kind of need to do that to be able to progress. Uh, so, it's, uh, I have put a lot more time into the game than Justin has, but that's just because I've got. Some time, some free time I can, you know, I can throw at it. So I've, I've been just doing menial tasks. Well, without getting into the boring, like I've I've had a busy week too this week. So I haven't had as much game time. Even though I am going to talk, we're going to end up talking about more than just Dark this week. Right. Right. But, um, for example, so like, I mean, you guys know him as Picking Up the Pixels and Carousel John. I just know him as John, the dude that I've known for half my life. Right. Um, so... John and our friend Dave and Matt, who's been on the show. Actually, Dave and Matt have both been on the show at least once. Mm-hmm. I know Matt's been on here a few times. Um, we played some weird card game called Canvas. Matt buys some like obscure games. Yeah, we we actually like playing board and card games. And Canvas is a it's called a game about art, but basically you're picking up cards and creating a picture because they're like cellophane from like animation cellophane, you know. Uh huh. And you layer them, and there's a different symbols in the bottom of the cards and you lay them up in certain ways to gain points and then they make a picture and then it'll title the picture based on the cards and the cellophane and the way you layer it okay um and so you come up with these uh avant-garde paintings like lacus nightmare was one of the ones i did and like a bunch of it feels like silly as shit but we had some fun playing that and then of course you know we don't get to talk very often and everybody's had their shots so they wanted to see you know me and lola and everything else so we uh had a good old time and even today would have had a little bit of time after work it's my dad's 63rd birthday happy birthday happy birthday mr dad um and so i made him some ribs i've been cooking ribs while i've been working honestly well, um, I, mean, I mean, you kind of just throw them in there, make sure the heat's right, and then get back to whatever you're doing. But, right. You know, work at home life, that's an easy thing. The the smoker's 30 feet away. And teasing you the entire fucking day, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I cracked the window in here so I could smell the ribs as I was working. Oh, God, that would be the worst. I was doing a bunch of, like, menial bullshit stuff. Uh, right. Because um, that's what it, Saturday is for me, is menial bullshit day. Right. I, I go through and run shitloads of reports. 
Um, and then talk with my employees. Fucking TPS reports. I'm fucking. That's what it feels like. It's we operate through a thread most of the day, and occasionally I get in on a like a video chat room with them. You didn't put a cover sheet on your TPS report. (laughs) Telling you, I (laughs) had some promotions this week that, anyways, that made some of this reporting really fucking difficult. Wonderful. Anyways, um, yeah. So, like, long story short, I had. In between all of this, I was smoking ribs, and uh, man, they came out really fucking good. I made ribs, and I made uh, shark bites. So- shark bites. Oh, if you don't know what those are, those are those are basically just uh, what bacon wrapped stuff jalapenos. Yeah, and my special recommendation for that is to take cream cheese, add a little bit of extra sharp, extra extra sharp cheddar. Yep, and then put in a shitload of paprika, and I like red pepper so red pepper which is basically cayenne uh-huh um so i season it with a little bit of cayenne and paprika so it turns it like a weird like pink reddish color mm-hmm. and then i sprinkle cayenne on top of them because when you core out a jalapeno it takes a lot of the like all the heat out of it pretty much and so it gives a little bit of a pop and unless then... unless you fucking like save the seeds and you grind them up and you put them in the cream cheese I didn't want to go that crazy because I had an hour to make those before they got here. Uh, this is why you have a mortar and pestle available. I'm I'm not that crazy. Oh man, but tell, actually I, that would probably taste really good. I, I really you, like the flavor of jalapenos. So I tell you the 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 best way to do that is you core out all the fucking jalapenos. You clear uh, get all the seeds, put them in a fucking mortar and pestle. Right. Make your you know, when you're whipping up your cream cheese. Uh, you take the mortar and pestle and you just grind the fuck out of those uh, those jalapeno seeds because that's where all the heat is, right? You grind that into a paste and then you add that paste into the cream cheese and oh my god, does that fucking turn the heat up on those? Oof. Oh yeah, but that's are, but jalapeno's good heat. I mean, yeah, it's it's a good heat, but it it takes uh, it takes the bland out of the uh, out well, of the cream cheese. Well, that turned into fucking like molten lava afterwards, anyway. So yeah. For whatever reason, I've never made these for Dad, and I use like premium thick cut bacon. And, um, and Dad like had like seven of these fuckers, and like oh, yeah. Dad loves jalapenos. Begin like the reason it's not my mother who you know grew up in Albuquerque that got me into hot food is actually my father. Like I grew up around a lot of red and green chili, which isn't really that hot. Yeah, a lot of very traditional dishes involving both of those things that like salt and pepper. Um, you know, gravy to me was always red chili sauce. Right, right, um, right. But dad always had a jalapeno with breakfast because he wants his vitamin C. Oh, man. And I'd... so, you know, you copy your parents when you're growing up. So when I was about 12, I got brave enough to eat a jalapeno with breakfast. It's and, good. And then I was just like, oh, that's a really good palate. Well, I didn't think, I didn't know what a palate cleanser was, but that's basically what it does. It takes all the eggy flavor or whatever you ate for breakfast. Really shitty with milk, I'll tell you that much. Yep. Um and just completely cleanses your palate out. Yep. Um, it's it's got a lot. It's like really it. good. Uh, yeah. Now I put jalapenos in fucking, I buy jars of jalapenos all the time. You you got me going on that fucking, uh, the, the 505 chili, uh, the chili salsa, or the, is That's, it green? The yeah, green, green chilies? Yeah, so 505 is the area code for Albuquerque. That's where it gets its name from. Gotcha. So uh, the only commercially available stuff besides little jars of hatch green chili you can get at Walmart is something called 505 green chili, and it comes in three flavors or three heats, medium or mild, medium, and hot. Hot's pretty good. Medium is actually right where it's at, though. I think yeah. medium you can 
use almost like ketchup on a burger. I do. Or on a sandwich or whatever. On and it's everything. super, not quite as good as Hatch, but it's got a little bit more gelatin in it. And it sticks to stuff. Yeah, it's it's really good. I, he, you know, he he said, "Here, t- have a spoonful of this." And I was like, mm. "And then I got a seed at the back of my throat, and I fucking started choking." And you thought I was a bitch, and I said, "No, it's really good." But I just got a seed in the back of my throat, and that so, doesn't matter. That's, that's at least three products we've talked about. We ain't getting paid for. I know, it. right? Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's good stuff. Uh, very flavorful, but. You know, fuck, where was it going? I don't know where I was going. I, well, I will take us um, another direction because speaking of uh, <laughs> spicy gameplay. Yeah, there you go. There's a segue. Um, Binding of Isaac had a new DLC, the final DLC that came out. I um, thought that that fucking game was done. It's been out for a while, but. I thought it was done. Like, I didn't think that there was going to be any more for that fucking game. Like, if there was going to be any more Binding of Isaac, it would be a whole new fucking game at this point. I thought it was done. They just complete. They just continue to add to it. So basically, it's a, it's another fifteen dollar DLC for Binding of Isaac. Um, Jesus. But it's called uh, Repentance, right? Um, the original, <laughs> the re-release of Binding of Isaac was twenty fourteen. So seven years they've been adding DLCs. Wow. Um, wow. Somebody's going to disagree with me. I'm not amazing at Binding of Isaac, but I do get clears. I've already gotten three clears since I've played Repentance. Okay. I so. Mean- that's and it's more it's a, than me. a fairly hard game. It's if you've never played it, it's a roguelike where you get unlocks as your takeaways, right? Like different items that you pick up or different characters that you unlock, and they all play very differently. It's not even just slight. So, like if you get Kane, Kane has an extra luck buff, and when you eat, okay, let me back it up. It's a little bit of. It's basically a two D top down bullet hell. Yes, with stupid uh i say stupid it's trying way too hard to be edgy uh themes uh, uh you're you're a baby that's like exploring his inner fears and getting locked in the basement and going further down until you fight your mother and then at the end of it you go into her womb and fight her again um so you like you're rebirthing i guess and then along the way you're killing Aborted fetuses and all sorts of stuff. It, what? I was I mean, telling. The, the I was telling. The whole story of this is weird. Yeah, I was telling telling my crew. I was like, you know, a long time ago when it first launched, I was like, man, this is edgy and cool as shit. And then essentially ten years later, I've grown up a little bit, and I think most of that stuff's kind of dumb. But the gameplay is just so fucking solid. Right. <laughs> it's, it, it is a very tightly made game. And that's the part that I think is the best part about it. And it, the power-ups are really great, too. It's kind of like a, you know, if you look at the story, it's almost like a creepypasta mystery. Because you're trying to figure out why, you know, why, why, why what is, what is the significance of Isaac? And what's the significance of the mother? And what's, and it doesn't really, like, outwardly tell you. You just kind of have to figure you, it out. Well, you get little pictures little goofy ass animations between each scene that are right. the same every time well some of them well are... there it depends on the character you're playing right it's it depends on what you're uh, what you, you know, how far you get and what there's what you're not doing. A, so i don't know for sure if there's any new added tracks and maybe when i find some of the secret stages i'll get some of that stuff but the music so far has been more or less the same as what i've heard before and, and the reason i even say anything about it is the music that was done for the game is really well done. Yeah. Um, I just, it's weird. It's, 
to liken it to anything, I'd say it, it sounds like Big Black did the soundtrack, even though they didn't. And that's a uh, go down. It's one of the first bands that Steve Albini produced. Steve Albini is the guy that did Nirvana. Okay. Uh, originally, like, it's, is, he got it's, big from Nirvana, but was also a big producer of a band called Big Black. Okay. So anyways, so it's, uh, it's, it's a weird, like, late 90s. Uh, weird indie, edgy bullshit. It's late ninety, uh, late eighties, early nineties. Indie music was a lot different than the bright eyes bullshit you guys got in the early two thousands. <laughs> um, not a fan of bright eyes. Just gonna say that right off the bat. Nobody wants to hear people cry while they sing. Um, anyways, damn. Um, yeah, big blacks where it's at. Um, it's just weird. Like, it's kind of like uh alternative metal i guess is what i would call it it's a lot of sharps a lot of flats a lot of dark lyrical content um but just slower and less well kind of screamy um it's like post-punk that's a good way of putting it post-punk perfect so anyways um that's what that kind of feels like is it's like new wave post-punk kind of stuff and it's really cool um anyways that's what not what I wanted to focus on. The big thing that seems a little bit different about Repentance versus the other DLCs is it does give you the ability to be kind of super powerful yet very fragile at the same time. The itemization seems a little bit better when, like, there's like four or five pages of unlockables and a little bitty microphone. There's a shitload of different abilities you can pick up. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. And um, I found myself getting really overpowered to a super stupid degree uh, with the shit I got, like just having stuff that blocked projectiles and stuff that like shot all over the screen and like me just face rolling. Like I got an ability that was like poke something or other, which I don't think was in one of the other games. And I was taming some of the mobs as I went into each room, like it just auto tames them. And so like I had a guy, I can't remember what he's called, but he opens up his stomach and shoots out a huge like laser beam of blood across the screen and it does a shitload of damage. Okay. And he was just blowing up rooms. And then I had another ability that I was getting where it's called like the troll bomb. And so what the troll bomb is, is it's like the troll face, right? The internet meme. Right. And it's homing bombs. And so if I lose like a whole heart, then it shoots bombs all over the screen. Now, it does hurt you, but it drops bombs all over the place. The uh, the Lola dog is very interested in... Uh, the Jason man. Yes. Well, the Jason man just walked back into the room. Oh, my God. Do you have to hit everything with your tail? Jesus. Uh, but dog. anyways, so far, like, the crazy itemization of, like, screen clearing abilities um, and repentance seems like it's either coming faster or... I don't know. But it has kept my unlocks from previous runs. So, like... It is, you know, it's a DLC, right? And I reinstalled it, and of course, it picked up on my old save games that I've had on there for years and years and years. Right. Um, so That's one game that I really never actually got into. Um, I tried, and I've gotten pretty far, but uh, it's like bullet hells for me is... They're slow bullets, though. That's it, the thing. It, it doesn't... It, it, it really didn't matter. I, I think I got fucked on a couple runs, and it's basically the same type of thing as any other roguelike you're going to get fucked on your early runs well i don't um, think that i don't know if this was a thing before but it does let you continue so this has been a great lunch game for me where i'm like okay it's getting close to me t getting back to to work right mm -hmm. i got speeding i got to prepare for or whatever just i can essentially just close game 
and then when I come back after work, I just hit continue, jump right back to the same floor I was on. Yeah, because some of the runs can actually get pretty long. Um, yeah, so I know. I, I've had like 40-minute runs, but like the goal to get to the secret level, I want to say, is a 20-minute run. So you do forego some of the things okay, um, well. to, you know, some of the unlocks so that you can get past just the basic mom fight to get to the uterus um, and the secret level after that. So or is it the secret? I can't remember. I don't, I can't, I don't even. I mean, the, 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 I mean, the names. It's just crazy to me. I don't know. That's why I said at, at this age, I think all of that edgy bullshit is, is just that. It's edgy bullshit. Right. But the gameplay is as tight as it's ever been um and it holds up still super 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 well i mean it's you know it's a pixel graphics bullet hell and it's honestly in my opinion the best consistently good series that egg mcmillan's done it's a guy that did super meat bill right right um it's just it's solid it's 100 percent solid i like it super meat boy's great um, Binding of Isaac is amazing. Super Meat Boy is rage-inducing. Um, I've got a clear. I clear. <laughs> Super Meat Boy just is a. It's a rage. It's it's a. Uh, it's a it's a one and a half it's, controller game for me. Yeah, but it's 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 good that this <laughs> came out because somewhat recently they released the Super Meat Boy Forever, which was not done by McMillan. Right, and that somebody was else like bought an the Auto Runner, isn't it? Yeah, you can only go forward, and the only way to change directions is to triangle jump off things. Yeah, no thanks. I'm good. And I, I tried a demo for that and was immediately turned off. Yeah, no, no, yeah, you, no, no. And when I saw that this came out, it wasn't even thinking about it. And then uh, Boston from TVGP, I could see, had already purchased it. And so I was like, you know what? I, I, I share his mutual affection for this weird-ass series. Um, so I'm going to... This is where my game money is mostly going this week, which didn't end up being the case. Nope. Um, before I dive into that, though, Jason, did you have something that you played this week? Or is your computer shutting off from Battletech? No. Um... To be honest, I didn't have, I mean, I had time, but I was so shot this week. Um, I did, uh, however, watch a couple of new movies that came out that are pretty great. What did you watch? So, I watched the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Oh my god. All four freaking hours of it. Four hours of a movie. Um, but I really, really enjoyed it. Like, a lot of things... Had WB let him finish, you know, let him finish the movie, like postponed it because of his family situation Mm -hmm. and let him finish the movie? It wouldn't have been four hours? The original runtime would have been between two and three hours, right? But still, I think the cohesiveness of his movie would have been much better, even if he had to cut a couple of the scenes out to, you know... um, Four hours long. What the fuck? But some of the stupid shit, like the... It's called Justice League Part 1 and Justice League Part 2. Holy shit. (laughs) The overcolorization of the original movie's gone. Stupid shit, like the stash CG over is gone. I don't. Uh, I never watched the original Justice League, so all I know is that people were shitting on it, and I said, it's a DC movie... How good could it be? Yeah. Uh, and then the, then the Snyder Cut came out, and people are like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I'm like, uh, 
you're 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 polishing a turd at this point is what I'm what yeah. I'm trying to figure out. Of course, to save there's there there's a lot of uh, uh, scenes that were setups for uh, sequel movies like uh, a flat a flash movie, a cyborg movie, <coughs> etc. That. Obviously, Josh Whedon cut out of the original cut to make the two-hour runtime. And because that Justice League movie bomb, WB has killed those movies. But it's, it is a really good... It, it's worth the one watch. I probably won't watch it again because of the runtime. But... I don't know. I, I lived watch. through the extended cuts of all the Lord of the Rings movies, so uh, I could probably one of the few people this. that actually likes and the, those. And this the is, extended pro- cuts? Oh, yeah, oh, they're I, excellent. They're awesome. I love the extended cuts. Um, it reminds me like when in Clerks 2 they're talking about Lord of the Rings versus Star Wars, and I was just like, both, please. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, this is definitely <laughs> worth a watch. But by far, as much as I enjoyed that, Dog stepped in my Adam's apple. Holy shit. The biggest viewing experience and the most enjoyable one was actually Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, God. You watched that shit? I did. Okay. And it is great. Is there a winner? Yes. Okay. That's all I, all I wanted to know is, is there a winner? Because the, the, the internet theory before that movie came out was... They're going to do this whole buildup of, like, Godzilla versus Kong, but there's not going to be a winner, and there's going to be a Godzilla versus Kong 2, the rematch. And it'll be, like, fucking Rocky. You know, Rocky 69. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Godzilla definitely wins the Thanks the for fight. the spoiler, fucker. You're welcome. Um, but he's a um, god, so what do you expect? Right. Um, uh, but the thing uh, I enjoyed most about the movie is quite a bit of the movie happens in the Hollow Earth. Oh, the the fucking uh what, what do they call that? The there's the Hollow Earth. Is is it, it just the Hollow Earth really seriously? Yeah, it's the Hollow Earth theory. It's what Jules Verne based Journey to the Center of the Earth on. Yeah, I thought it was like the you know, oh fuck. My brain's going like Lost Lands or Land of the, the Lost, Land, the Land, Lost, Lost or fucking Land of the Lost was based on the Hollow Earth there. Right, right. Um, they spend a lot of time there, and the way they pulled it off is amazing. Okay. I mean, it, it only makes sense that they would fight there because, like, Actually, else? they don't. They fight on the surface. Oh. But a lot of the movie actually centers around building more of Kong's story. Okay. And that happens in the Hollow Earth. Monkey. Monkey. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know, man. It's one of those it's it's one of those things. I don't think I actually watched it. It um, was the two best WWE matches I've ever watched. Okay. I mean that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Total um, total sense. Like, okay. And they it wasn't advertised. And it's not a huge spoiler, so I'll say it. They bring in Mecha Godzilla for this one. Of course they do. Uh, so this so this movie is like how much percentage CG? Just estimate. 
if you if you take out the human characters, yeah. See, yeah, yeah. Like how nearly one hundred percent, nearly one hundred percent CG. Got it. Okay. Well, I mean, that's a lot more than I thought it would be. It'd be like Godzilla versus Kong, and then there's some like human I love mean, story off the side there, because <laughs> right. There is obviously a lot of. Uh, uh, location shooting and subplot there, but I mean, yeah, but the, I mean, um, it's it doesn't go off the fucking rails like some other fucking movies no. have done before, where they go and do this like, oh, we've got big CG monsters, but here's like a human no. love story off to the side. The the most you've got is uh, they pulled back in a lot of the characters from King of Monsters, yeah, and um, uh, the What's her face? The gal from uh, Stranger Things. They her character is a big part of the sub of the subplot for the film leading up to Mecha Godzilla. Okay, just don't um, spoil the fucking full movie for people. I mean, there are still but, people that want to watch this movie, and they might well, be there's listening. Not, there's a lot of nothing out right now, so yeah, I would keep that in mind. Right, there, there is a lot of nothing out. So um, I mean, it led so, to me like actually digging in and just watching the boys for the last few days because I didn't have anything else. I mean, the boys is yeah. quality though. It's 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 a good show. I got through five episodes this week, so it's a good show. I that, still like, need to find two, a way to watch it, it. Pokes so much fucking fun at you know at like the whole like superhero genre. It's pretty fucked up. It, I, I think the the actor that is Homelander. Oh yeah, he's good. I had to, I had, I had to, he's so good, uh, this something star, I think. Anyways, he's so good, I, I felt like I was in a, a lull on one of my breaks today, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to look up this dude when he's doing an interview, and I was like, this guy's like a fucking yuck bag. Like, <laughs> I cannot believe that he is able to pull off full-on psychopath with a straight face. He's like, every time he's on scene, you're like, what fucked up thing is this guy going to do next? And he's so unpredictable. The only predictable thing is that he's probably going to do something fucked up. He, and he's like evil Superman. He he's very he he is Anthony so, Starr. Anthony Starr, yeah. It's Anthony, he, not Anthony. there's no there's no no no, no, no H no in there. H. Um, he, he's a he's a hell of an actor. Homelander is very much Superman pure evil. Like, but, well. I mean, if if you if you if you've seen like, man, the Red further you Sun, get in, there's the, there's a there's a difference there. The, the further you get into it, just the weird ass well, fetishes Sun, he has, and Red like, Sun Superman wasn't even pure evil. He was just re- he was raised just in the Soviet Union yeah, he was instead just, of America. Okay, <laughs> um, he was just, like he was the, no, only th- the fucking dark Superman, the 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 alternate version, the uh, Planet X fucking Superman. Oh yeah. That was he was evil. He was also a Nazi. So, but well, that was the thing on yeah. that. That was the whole like the Nazis yeah, won the World War Two thing. Nazi Superman was. Right. But the thing about yeah. the thing about that show, like me and Jess had started watching it, and then she finished it because she didn't have anything to do while she's away. So she's like, "Hey, you need to finish uh, this before I get back." And I was like, "Okay, I'll start watching it." Right. Uh, and it's not because I don't like the show. It's just I like I play video games instead of watch TV. And just watching it again, the first episode's always kind of, I didn't mean to be so that old. Um, the first episode's always c- 
cringy's not the word, but it just like makes you feel really uncomfortable, and it really starts off like that again. And I was glad that they sprinkled in some moments of levity throughout the show to offset how crazy it gets. Yeah, because it's it's hyper violent, um, and really fucked up shit happens. Like, I'll talk about it off camera here, but there's some things that I was just like, no, don't you do that, don't you do that. Right, even though I know it's oh, a show, like they've oh. got really good special effects, and you got some things that you get attached to in the show, but and then they do that. They do that. They do the thing that yeah. you don't want. You don't want it. Oh my gosh! And um, it's just it's a pretty good show. It's it's really high quality. It's probably the highest quality thing on Amazon right now. Um, and I I feel like it's a little bit more. Well, I mean, it's an it's an Eric Kripke thing, right? Um, yeah. So obviously, that's where the where some of that quality comes from that is um um so anyway star, star I, uh, I was looking through his imdb just because i was curious like what uh, other goofy ass shit he's done like what what other like if i go all the way back right from uh 1995 to 1996 meaning he was on more than one of uh of these episodes he he was a character in Xena, the Warrior Princess. <laughs> Two different characters. Yeah, uh, he, uh, he was. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually trying to figure out exactly what characters he was, but I see not that matters. Messiah and David. David. Okay, got it. Okay, that's funny. Yeah, it's it's just like one of those weird things that you can find on IMDb. I do this all the time with, oh, with actors, like fucking Xena. I. Just, my uncle was full on fucking like had a heart on Wait, that's, Zena. Is it that's the, show, the Kevin Sorbo's in that show, right? Kevin Sorbo's in it because Zena the Warrior Princess was a uh, spinoff was, of Hercules. Of Hercules, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And but both of those shows were. I don't care what you say, Lucy were Law was very me. 90s. <laughs> they were so 90s. I don't like, care you what you say, Lucy Lawless is still kind of hot. If, <laughs> you. I actually don't disagree. <laughs> If if you go back, like I challenge you right now, if uh, you know with uh, uh, with today's sensibilities, you just go back and you watch fucking like a couple episodes of Xena the Warrior Princess or fucking uh, uh, Hercules from the nineties uh, with Kevin Sorbo, and you just like sit there and watch how like super cheesy those <laughs> those shows it's were. It's nearly cringy. It's very cringy, uh, but. I mean, that was... That's back before being a nerd was cool. I mean, I I never really outgrew my nerdiness. And well, those those shows We're are on a video super, game podcast. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but I've, those shows just are super duper cheesy, like super cheesy. Well, so it looks like you got a little bit of TV in. I will say I want to get through the rest of the games before we do news, and I want to talk about one in particular... Yo. That's got a kind of a mixed rating that I think me and Rusty have had fun with. Um, yeah. So Outriders launched on Game Pass this week on April Fools of all things. Ah, uh, April uh, Fools. And I will say on last gen Xbox, um, the experience did not meet the standards that I wanted it to meet for after I played the PC demo. Okay. And you had it, and Matt had it, which is what. Bought me over the edge. I hadn't watched a whole lot about it, and I wasn't even all that interested in it to begin with. I was just like, you know what? 
me and Rusty got a rotating plate of things to play together. I, I want to have I want to have something else to play. Right. And I'm in a mode where I've been playing a lot of fucking old games. I mean, I just bought a Binding of Isaac DLC. <laughs> right. So and we're playing Ark. So I was like, I really want to play something new, and that kind of pushed me over the edge. And I'll, here, let me tell you the difference. Okay, I know I have a stupid PC, and so does Rusty. So let me get that off the plate. Right. We're incredibly fortunate to have been able to not bought by those. He's got a 3090. I have a 3080. Um, They're fucking gold right now. We know that. But yep. Yep. this game is really well-tuned. I know there were some issues on the launch day with the settings, but there was an NVIDIA patch that happened. And let me tell you the difference between, because all I did is play the intro, right, on both systems. Right. The difference between Xbox One Elite, because I don't have the new series, whatever. Um, <laughs> right. I did download it on both, right? I wanted to test it out. And here's the big difference. I feel like it's a Lock 30 or Lock 45 FPS. Um, it is running at some upscaled version of 4K-ish, and it does have HDR on the Xbox. Um, but... The thing that kind of turned me off is as I was getting in, like, the there's a lot of extra animations that happen. So one of those is, like, creatures that are off in the distance or in the foreground or the background. There are things like water effects, um, different particle effects that are happening, and they are significantly reduced on the Xbox for very good reason, I can imagine. Right. It the, needs that, to run. Yeah. It, it runs about, like... Mass Effect 2 did on the original Xbox at launch. Okay. Like, kind of chunky. Okay. And if you are used to playing something at a lock 30, it'll probably be fine. Yeah. Um, The other thing that pushed me over the edge is I realized that cross-platform between PC and console matchmaking wasn't fixed. And I did want to play it with somebody else. Um, And then after playing the demo of it running at, like, 180 frames a second when I unlocked it, and then on Max, I was like, okay, well, okay, this is super optimized for most cards. Yeah, so basically what you're saying is once you saw it on the 3080, you couldn't go back to a console. No, and they've even, now we will say that DX11 version of it versus DX12 version is a significant difference in performance with no visual downgrade, it seems like. It's, it, so there's there's a couple things. So... Yeah, just to touch on you know on it, it is a new game. Like it's a it's a brand new game. So there are issues. You're going to you're going to run into day one issues on, you know, on any big release. Uh one of the things that they were having was DirectX 12 uh had some not frame rate drops, it was more of a, you know, of a frame stutter uh that would happen during certain cutscenes uh and sometimes during gameplay uh where it doesn't drop the frame rate, it just misses a frame or two. Uh, and that was something that was specific to DirectX 12. So they, uh, and they had an option initially to launch it in DirectX 11, but the initial option for launching it in DirectX 11 would still launch it in DirectX 12 because that was broken. They fixed that. There well, was an can... NVIDIA driver that fixed a lot of the stuff and uh, enabled DLSS, which, of course, makes the, you know, the, makes the game smoother by doing resolution upsampling. Uh, and then 
I will say, like, things like being able to run the uh, you know. cutscenes at 60 FPS was cool. I mean, I ha- I'm running mine on a 4K TV, right? right? So it's for 4K, it's locked at 60 FPS. So instead of doing the V-Sync, I just locked it at 60 FPS and it just hovers there. Right. It's like, just, it's yeah. perfect. You, perfect frame rate all the time. You, and the way that it's running right now for 4K on my machine, which there are some things that I do still struggle to run 4K on. Um, it, I can imagine running this on my 1070 and running it on high settings, maybe 1440 and at the very least high settings 1080p. And it, seeing a pretty – it has really good performance. Yeah, there's – I mean, like, was it, a, I didn't even know DLSS was a thing when I launched the demo, right? I don't think it was included, and I was running it at like 110 FPS without DLSS. Right, they didn't have the – you know, they didn't have game-ready drivers for it. It was um, – things – the things that I saw is like people were playing the game in, uh, you know, uh, 1080, uh, which is what most Twitch streamers will, you know, will stream on is 1080. They'll have a 1080 display. Uh, and they had the game set to ultra on 1080 and they were getting like fucking like two or 300 FPS, depending on what card they had. I mean, it's it's fairly well optimized. It just has some weird, you know, uh, graphical stutters sometimes and they're working on it. I will say um, when the action gets really thick, yeah, um, I've had a little bit of frame drop. I didn't never. I, I mean, sure. So my my system beefy, you know it, and I've got it set. I've got a a hundred hertz monitor, so it's like you know just a little bit better than your TV, by like a little bit. Uh, but it's ultra wide, uh, so I'm basically running things in two K at. 100 frames a second, and it's fairly locked until I get into a big firefight, and then it goes down to about 60, which is still fine for me, right? It doesn't... Wait, but one of the things that we found out is playing together wasn't a detriment. No, uh, playing together makes the game really stupid fucking easy, honestly, because uh, you we well, did a couple part... missions... Yeah, together and, and we did that. You remember we did the boss fight, and then it disconnected right after the boss fight. Right. So I had to go back and solo him. Yeah, which I did before Jason got here, and it took me about three attempts. Yeah, and we 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 did what, two attempts, and only because we were both being stupid about it. I just didn't understand the mechanics. Right, but, but it's it's harder. Yeah, solo. it is a little bit harder. Uh, so there's like four classes. There's the Technomancer, the Trickster, the Pyromancer, and the Devastator. Devastator, and Rusty went Pyromancer, and I went Trickster. Which we found out kind of has a nice meld together, um, un- totally unintentional. I just I knew I was going to play with the controller, and I knew that I was, my aim was going to suck, so I didn't want to play super ranged. I wanted to just get up in the fight, and instead of having like health packs, I gain health with close range kills. Right, which is Rusty watches me just like get in in the thick of it, and watches my health like yo yo all over the place. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, but you know, but you're a little bit more of a ranged character playing on mouse and keyboard, and you just basically support blast shit while I'm in there distracting everybody. So each class has their own different ways of making their, um, uh, or getting their health back. So there isn't like health pickups in this game. You basically leech all of your hit points back. Uh, so it's either going to be through weapon leech, which is just your straight, straight up damage from your weapon actually gives you health back or, um, your class ability is going to be tied specifically, and there's two long-range characters and two short-range characters. Devastator and Trickster are short-range, and the Technomancer and the Pyromancer is long-range, 
So it's probably good that I pick the short range character while you pick the long range character to complement a little bit. Kind better. of, but the the technum, you know, for for pyromancer at least, I have to mark targets to get health back, and I can only mark targets based off of who gets hit by my abilities. So the more I use my abilities, the more hit points I get back. Uh, whereas all you have to do is just be up in something's face and you get your hit points back. If I kill it. Right. So, Well, actually, no. I don't know exact. I haven't quite figured it out because I've only put about three and a half hours in it. But I will tell you that when I get in something's face and I blow its head off, um, I definitely get health back. And for me, it's like 25% per kill. Yeah. Well, And there are things drilling my health down pretty quickly. And the ability I have is one of the ones, and I haven't unlocked even close to all of them, um, is a blink ability where I just point at somebody and hit a button and then I get behind him and I have a shotgun and then I just blast him right in the back. Mm-hmm. And the other one I have is a slow time bubble thing, which looks really fucking cool. I'm just going to say, cause the bullets like going in like all matrix mode around me. Yep. Um, but it also slows everything that's inside the bubble and I can just unload in things while they're in like super slow-mo and then Rusty can, like, fire AoE attacks in that bubble with me, right. and it just turns into an explosive force. And then I've got an ability that's like a huge sword slash thing. Right. Which sometimes it's blink behind you sword slash to, like, hit three guys. And you were complaining about the snipers. Yeah. The snipers are nothing for me because I just see, when I see the laser beam, I save my ability to blink to them with that. And then I'm up in their face shotgunning them. So it's like snipers, they start aiming at me, I take them out first and then I just look for the next sniper and the ability's cooled down by then and then do rinse and repeat. Yeah, the the play style for the Pyromancer is a little bit more, you know, stay back, but I, I have a hard time with snipers because the, you know, because snipers will just sit there and basically hold your position. Now, I have learned a trick about snipers. If you end up getting pinned down by a sniper and you get pissed off because they just will sit there and they will, one sniper will fucking have, uh, have his laser kind of hovering where you're at. So if you pop out, you're going to fucking get pinged in the head, but, and they'll have another fucking dude that throws a grenade. So you're either going to get hit by the grenade or you're going to get hit by the sniper. But one of those two things is going to happen. How you deal with that? Just, you know, it, you can pop out of cover by using your ADS button, whatever your ADS button is for your uh, for the your controller. Button. No, it's it's your aim, whatever you're going to aim. Uh, oh, so, okay, aim down sights. I got yeah, you. Yeah, so your so on the mouse, it is right click. If you just tap that a couple times, you'll pop out of cover for like a split second. So you just kind of like do this weird meerkat move where you just pop out for a second. Uh, and if you do that a couple times in front of a sniper, they will always take a shot. And you, and if you're, if you're not holding down the button, if you just tap it and you just pop out and go back into cover, it will almost always miss. So if you want them to just expend their shot and like go back into cover so that they can fucking reload so that you can move, you can do that. And it's a really quick move that just gets the sniper out of the way for about five seconds um, so that you can either get closer or you can train in your shot for the sniper. Uh, but but it, it was helpful with us playing at the same time 
for things like me. It's like we were doing one of those little mini dungeon runs, essentially. And I was like, all right, move up. I threw down the shield, right, and I'm blocking all the bullets, and then you're able to relocate and get into a better spot to annihilate shit. Yeah, and I have an ability on the Pyromancer that basically makes one of the, you know, one of the enemies a living bomb. So he'll go in, blink in, throw the fucking bubble down, he'll have a bunch of fucking enemies close up, you know, trying to punch him because, I mean, basically he just, like, appeared behind them. Drop down the bubble so they're all slowed. I make one of them a fucking living bomb. He fucking shotguns it. And then that living bomb explodes and kills everything around it. Uh, so fucking, like, everything dies around in, in the bubble. And, I'm like, and then I get all my health back because a bunch of shit just died around me. Yeah. 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 So it synergize. There's, there's a lot of synergies there. And as you get going... Uh, you have, like, interrupts and crowd control abilities and slows and, the, the, and stuff like that. And the ability tree is, like, surprisingly huge. Like, there's that that's kind of different, right? So it's kind of like playing Gears of War Diablo Edition mixed with, like, Mass Effect or something like that. It's, and then you've got, like, the a whole bunch of different abilities you can assign, right? Like, mm -hmm. I've just got one where I can shoot... Um, like uh, anomaly bullets or something like that. So I've got an LMG with 90 shots, and it doesn't. The ability doesn't end until I'm out of magazines or I reload. Wisted rounds. So yeah. So basically, every class gets an ability that uh, will uh, refill their magazine to maximum, and then give them uh, give you the ability to basically have armor piercing rounds that do like an effect of some sort uh, for, you know, for the um, uh, for the pyromancer it is like incineration rounds uh, so those if I shoot anywhere near an enemy I don't even have to hit them if I shoot near them they'll catch on fire uh, but if I hit them the, they're armor piercing and do extra damage so that's basically the ability that you always have on your heart, you know, on, on, of the th three abilities that you normally have, a, have access to at any time. You're normally going to have your rounds ability available, and you're going to use that to, you know, take down elites and, you know, and your bossy type, you know, stuff. So I've, I've already used it a fair amount. It's just trying it's, to figure out what I want to replace because I really like the bubble. The the bubble's really good. Like I've had, uh, so each one of the uh, abilities, they all have a place, and you can change them kind of on the fly. Uh, there's you can respec your uh, your talent tree anytime at for free anywhere, um, which is really cool if you have a couple different types of builds that you want to go with. You can, can you save a build? You can't save a build. You kind of have to put the points in again. But but that gives me the ability. So like being locked respect. into a build kind of sucks, right? Right. With, you can with, And I like the fact that it's like, okay, you just dick around however you want, try something out, and then if it doesn't work, I mean, I'm sure there'll be guides, right? That's yeah. something that I'm just going to say the dreaded Fallout 76 did with the card stacking. Mm -hmm. Like the ability point or the attribute points were sort of permanent, but you could flip cards the card abilities around to different spots and they had that's why i was asking about the build saves right because you have you can save a build with that and then flip on the fly between builds and yeah. it takes like a second and then you've switched builds now you're you're more of like your builds are going to be based off of kind of what weapons you have 
uh, and they're kind of uh, kind of be more towards a play style. So each one of those has a tree that's focused towards gunplay, um, crowd control, and then there's one that's more like anomaly damage, which is basically you know using your uh, your abilities to do a bunch of damage. Um, like, each one of those has, and I haven't seen any of the other trees. The only thing that's really permanent is your choice of class. So when you start the game, you get the choice of making, you know, one of the four classes, and you cannot change from Pyromancer to Technomancer, for instance. But, like, overall, I mean, I don't have a huge amount of legs in this yet. I mean, I had fun playing solo, and I had fun playing with you. It is definitely harder solo. Um, yeah, the... And it has this weird uh, world tier system. It's not that weird, but you adjustable, right? And as you go up in tier levels, right, you can kind of pause the tier you're on, which mm-hmm. is candy. But, like, each tier makes the enemies a little bit harder, and I'm assuming drop better loot. Yes. And I've got it set to auto, so I'm at world tier 5 now mm-hmm. um, at level 7 or something. And I'm still having a pretty good time with it. Yeah, the the world tier basically um, is almost like Diablo's, uh, you know, difficulty rate you know, meter. You can actually change the difficulty, and it you know, and it will change everything about what's in you know you know what you encounter in the game. Uh, you get better loot. The enemies will be harder. Uh, your your maximum level of gear will go up. Uh, You get rewards for unlocking new tiers. So that could be like an epic weapon or something like that. Um, But the, uh, the ultimate goal of, you know, of the game is to get to maximum weird world tier, which is world tier 15. And as you are leveling, it gets stupid. Like some encounters will fuck your shit up. Uh, but even playing with me in a lower level level tier, you were still getting XP. Yeah, I was still getting XP. But the gear was at my world tier level, so what, you are breaking it down for money? I was, yeah, I was just breaking it down for, uh, for well, I was selling some of it, and I was uh, uh, breaking some of it down for fucking materials. Uh, you will end up getting a fuckload of materials later on, uh, and you will end up getting a fuckload of you know, of loot later on, uh, because the game does have an end game. I haven't gotten there yet, but I've watched a few Twitch streamers actually get there. Uh, and they're like, yeah, oh God, this fucking opens up quite a bit to some, uh, you know, some form of end game where you just basically do some really difficult missions. Uh, and you kind of want to be in a group for those. Uh, so it's, I was wondering where the end game was going to go. And that's one of the things that I had heard this game has an end game and, you know, and they were kind of, you know, touting that on, you know, you know, on their initial, like what this game is about, you know, stuff. So I was like, okay, what is that going to be? Is it going to be stupid grindy? Is it going to be kind of like the division two where you run missions over and over again, or you run a raid or something like that? Uh, and at the moment, it looks like you are uh, you are running these things called expeditions later on, and 
it becomes more apparent as to why you're doing that as you get through the story. So I won't I'm, spoil anything, but well, the good so far is the gameplay has been pretty fun. Yeah, and the story I haven't hated the story so far. Gameplay is kind of like a, a cross between you know uh, the division and gears as far as like a cover to shooter. Me, to me, it felt more like Mass Effect meets Gears. Yeah, Mass Effect. It, it makes it makes sense. Mass Effect and Gears makes makes a whole lot of sense with because the powers are kind of a focus, and it's not it's my, not super Diablo-y because there isn't a fuckload of uh, of different weapons, but there's variants of different weapons, and of course, there's the you know the essential video game rarity system. You know the the blue, the green, blue, purple you know, orange, you know, style of, uh, of loot drops. Of course, if there's loots, there is rarity to that loot. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say that if there was one thing that, uh, that has affected almost every other loot game, World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft is basically standardized the, uh, the color system for fucking loot. <laughs> I'd say on the bad side of it so far, it's been the launch issues of some of the weird graphical hitches and, the. Uh... Server the issue, the server disconnects happening about feels like every three hours. So, so this is a new game, and there is a fuckload of Reddit and Twitter hate right now about the uh, uh, about shit going down. And you have to realize that I mean, yes, most people are actually playing this game solo just for you know, like leveling through it, and that's how I played. You know, for instance, Destiny 2, I played that fucking game solo all the way through until I got to its end game. Um, and most people are looking at like solo games going, why does it have to be a, you know, online to play? And it really is kind of demoralizing and jarring when you are in the middle of a fucking action and all of a sudden you get a fucking like server disconnect screen and you can't log in for another three hours as they fix that shit. Um, but the reality is it is a new game. It's actually fairly fucking popular and people are like pounding the fucking shit out of these servers that have been live for two days at this point. So I am 110% sure that the, uh, the guys in the data center are working overtime. I'm just going to say like, if it's in this same state two weeks from now, I think it's going to hurt it, but if we're not in the same state two weeks from now, I think we'll be all right. Well, it's going to hurt initial uh, initial reviews, so I would not actually would not actually go by anybody's review in progress. Like, uh, <laughs> well, you can do a review in progress because they'll be talking more about the gameplay instead of the issues. Don't read. The uh, the stuff that you see on like fucking you know on the Steam cr- uh, comments or the fucking like Metacritic scores because they're gonna fucking dog shit you know a temporary issue and it's going to have a lasting effect on you know the overall score because of course they're not gonna go back and change that shit after it's fixed right right I, so I just all I'm saying is that initially so far I've had fun playing it and it is. It's a little bit, you know, it's the creators of Bulletstorm, right? It's not as hokey as Bulletstorm, but like there is the, nods to that, though. There is there is kind of Easter eggs to it. But I do like the fact that there's a lot of like power fight stuff, right? And I haven't had something like this since Mass Effect, where I was a third person character using powers to defeat enemies, right? And I like the synergy stuff, and um, 
like I like the the killed hill back up kind of stuff. So for me, like as fast as fast paced as the action has been so far, mm-hmm. and as hard as it can be sometimes, which actually just it's like, how did I get so fucked? And I, I I like that extra little bit of challenge of me kind of rethinking my tactics and then going back into this little area to the enemies are aggressive. Uh, yeah, it, it rewards you for aggressive play, but you you, you got to like find that balance of like, okay, I should be in cover for a second. Yeah. The, well, the enemies are super aggressive. If you are sitting in fucking cover for any length of time, the enemies will find ways to get you out of fucking cover or kill you for it. Um, you have to be moving around the fucking battlefield. Uh, and, and you have to find a, a good balance of fucking shit up and, you know, keeping your head down. Trickster is Vanguard for Mass Effect. It's pretty it's pretty good i mean that's what it's feeling it's feeling like those mass effect multiplayer ranches matches from two where i was playing vanguard and i was having a whole lot of fun like zipping up to people and using my shotgun because that's basically what i'm doing right, right. now i was the and, krogan vanguard when i was uh, when i was playing that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so <laughs> and you know you got a melee ability as well you've got two versions of it the smack and the like stomp basically mm-hmm the, right. air, the AOE and the single target, and when you when you sprint and use the melee, you do an AOE damage type thing. It's pretty cool. So, you know, I can't give it a score yet, but the the initial catch on for me has been pretty pretty strong. It's got it's it's got its weirdness. Like it doesn't necessarily like have a super engaging story for me. Um, like Mass Effect has a way well, way better yeah, story, but different writers. Uh, and yeah, of course, but you know, there's some some weird pacing issues that I can I can detect from you know from the story, but from the gameplay, I can say that I've legitimately enjoyed like the looting of things, uh, the shooting of things, uh, and the game on PC. Looks pretty fucking spectacular. It looks pretty good. Um, Not quite as good as this. Gonna this gonna be controversial. Oh boy! But here we go. Outer Worlds on PC Max settings looks fucking yeah. badass. Outer Worlds makes me fucking. I don't. I'm I don't working know. my way through the DLC right now and having a blast. It's uh, boy, does it fucking pop. You can you can like that if you want to. The I'm, in the, I'm, in the, for... I'm in the middle of Parallel Gorgon right now, and I, I, here's what happened last week. I forgot to install the DLC, so I was almost to the final mission. I was like, "Where the fuck's the DLC?" And then I looked it up how to start the DLC, and I realized I never got a pop up when I started the game about it. Uh-huh. And then I realized that neither DLC was installed. Whoops! So I installed it. For Parallel Gorgon, you get a package. You just literally travel to any star system, and you get a package, and that starts the mission. It's going to be a dude's arm on a phonograph, and that starts it off. And then the other one, you go to a new unlocked area, and that unlocks the mission. Okay. So I've got, basically, you just talk to Ada, and then you watch a video stream for murder on whatever. And... uh yeah, that starts the the mission for that. So I've got both of them unlocked, and I like that the mission system color codes the missions based on if it's on that planet or not. So Peril and Gorgon missions are all green, so you know they're DLC missions, and you know that's the ones you want to select in your log for tracking purposes. Yeah. But um, Peril and Gorgon is way darker than the rest of Outer Worlds, 
um, to a severe degree. So tonally, it's a 100% tonal shift. And we'll see how uh, Murder on, I can't remember, um, the new one that released a couple weeks ago goes as well. And I'll keep spinning my plates. Yeah, uh, you you keep spinning those plates. I wonder when we'll actually actually do anything in ARC, but whatever. Um, I, I mean, I play a lot in between when you're awake, so and not. So anyways, let's take a break and we'll be back. back all right yeah so mr yanni over here was fucking yawning too hard he had to get up and walk around i mean i i i did and we're sitting here waiting for the show to start so fucking move on here we're working on it <laughs> you bastard been up for 18 hours uh, bullshit no, it's not bullshit no i'm i'm just fucking calling bullshit on you because i can um so, um, things, stuff. Uh, yeah, we got, we, uh, we talk a lot about Outriders, so we kind of switch gears here with some of the other things going on. Um, there's a pretty big announcement that came up recently about Remedy. Um, Alan Wake 2 is getting some help from Epic and Remedy. Um, a lot of people have been looking forward to another Alan Wake game. Okay, so you posted that on April Fool's Day, so I was uh, I was taking it with a grain of salt, but this is actually a thing. Yeah, it is. I, I've I confirmed it. Okay, the stuff I posted to our personal feed on uh, April Fool has had nothing to do with April Fools. Okay, I, well, any news that comes out on April Fool's Day, I'm I basically ignore for about two or three days. So, uh, uh, so if it comes out. I mean, Alan Wake, I remember playing Alan Wake, and, uh, and I remember enjoying the fuck out of it. Um, You've got to do it, some weird things to play a, nowday, a nowadays machine because it bases its timing off your CPU. Yeah. So you got to, like, lock your... I don't, know, I don't remember what I had to do, but I remember it running in, in fast-forward. The last time I tried to play it, really? Yeah, holy shit! That's what, like the frame rate was like locked to your CPU timing. Wow. So I, I mean, I didn't realize that. Um, so I've, I've got you know that American Nightmare and everything else. Like I think I might want to try to play it again, but it's like an original Xbox 360 launch, right? I don't know. I've always ever played it on Steam, so. Yeah, but it was it took about a year and a half to port to Steam, but prior to that it was a 360 title. I mean it's it's getting up there in age, but it's kind of one of those cult classic situations. Those those games that just kind of stick with you for years after you play it. Alan Wake the original was out the first episode so before we did Tiltcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the Baden Voyage first episode of the Carousel podcast. Wow. And Witcher, the original, was the game I was talking about. Mm -hmm. And John was talking about his ultimate version of Alan Wake that he had just bought. Wow. So we're talking 10 plus years ago. Wow. I don't know. Uh, Alan Wake has actually kind of been hinted at quite a bit. Actually, in Control, for instance, is uh, uh, it was hinted at. You know, uh, more than once in that game, um, but that's 
because there was uh, kind of a commonality in development there. Um, but there was always an idea that Alan Wake 2 was going to happen immediately after Control because they were kind of hinting at it uh, in that game. So I'd be interested to see what kind of, you know, what kind of uh, stuff happens with Alan Wake 2 because, if I remember correctly, Alan Wake kind of left off with a, like a quasi cliffhanger. Basically, yeah. Um, Alan, if you've never played it, it's kind of like watching Twin Peaks. Like, that's the biggest... I think they made a lot of... Uh, they, they drew a lot of inspiration from that. But it was kind of a... Supernatural. The main fo- yeah, the, the focus was not the combat, because the combat was always kind of clunky, but... Right. The storytelling and world building in that game is really good. Yeah. it And I've... I genuinely, I'm not a really big into horror games, but it's like horror plus Twin Peaks. Right. And I kind of like that. It was just kind of like a dark supernatural story is all. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it feels like. And it's, the music's really good. The production of it, like the presentation of the game. I mean, I know the graphics don't hold up to today's standards, but but the production of doing everything in episodes where you finish an episode, it's like, I completed something today. Right. And then you put it down and then you come back the next day. I think that's how me and John were playing. It was like episode by episode. Right. Um, So it's like every night our goal is to finish an episode. And like, you could almost talk about it with your buddies. Like I just finished this episode. And it it was broken up really nicely that way. Yeah. I, I remember last time I played it, I was like, as soon as I got to the end of the story and the only thing that was left was American Nightmare. American Nightmare was like, um, I don't know, kind of like a fever dream. It didn't feel right. Um, so I, I didn't even, I, I didn't even play through all of American Nightmare. Um, but it was... I wanted more, uh, and there wasn't any more to be had. So it just kind of like fell, you know, into that weird nostalgia area. Uh, I keep going, uh, thinking "Mm, that was a really, you know, they did some really cool things with it. So let's see, uh, let's see what Alan Wake 2 actually has. Uh, That's going to be a while now, I think, um, because they're just leaking this right now. Right, they're just saying they're. This is just a rumor at this point. Um, yeah, it is just a rumor. I, so, I don't know for sure if it's a thing. So, well, we'll see. And of course, like I said, it was a rumor that you posted on the stuff on April first. So we'll actually see whether or not this is. At least we didn't get a Half Life Three meme. Um, though there has been some. Uh, some rumors and some some hints that Half Life isn't done, uh, and Steam is starting to get back into game development again. So we'll see. Well, I don't think there'll be a Half Life Three. I think it's a meme at this point. But yeah, I think I'd like to see another game for another so- single player game from them. Right. It if they get around to it, Steam has kind of had a mixed. They're, yeah, they've got a mixed history about, you know, getting games out uh, after the 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 Half-Life games. So we'll, we'll see. Something that I wanted to talk about a little bit is there's been a little bit of development updates for uh, Dying Light 2. And so you know, we know there's been delays and they've been working on the quality. And there is an interview, let me at least credit it, by WCCF Tech um, that where they interviewed one of the lead 
project designers of the game to kind of get an idea of what's going on. So things that I thought were of note is they initially, and this is important because a lot of people were soured by initial impressions of Cyberpunk, right? And this was kind of announced close to the same time, right? We thought it would be one of the big games we got last year, and it didn't happen. And they said that they began testing early on that current-gen console. So on Xbox One and PS4 was their original target console for this. Right. So they are working on optimizing on those things first and adding extra eye candy for those on higher-spec machines or PCs. So there's a lot of stuff they're working on with DX12. They're still working to see what they can do with ray tracing and a few other effects that they can do. And I guess they used... A lot of their delay is not in the world building itself, but was to, in, in creating interesting things to do within the world. So they used a tool called City Builder that helped them build out the plan of what the environment was going to look like, which is something they're using with a new engine. But they, a lot of the issues were just of, in deciding what the quests were. And what they're going to do with those quests and what they're going to do with each of the different environments. Right. But it's roughly four times the size of the original Dying Light. I mean, that was a pretty big game. Yeah. But they were able to make the size of this faster while the artist focused in on individual locations. So the actual building of the city didn't take a long time. It was the, you know. Polish. Polish. Yes. So, but it looks like it's trucking along. Um, and the thing that I'm going to be looking at now is still the biggest porter of our car- console environment out there right now is still PS4 and Xbox One. So I'm glad that they are testing on that. And of course, Dying Light 1 was supported for the last six years on PC ridiculously. So it still looks pretty damn good. So like I'm kind of awaiting this to see what happens. Yeah, it's... um. Yeah, Dying Light's probably, you know, Dying Light 2 will probably be the only other like, zombie, game, zombie game, game that I'll ever play um, willingly. And, and because parkour, parkour, <laughs> parkour, parkour. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they did a really good job on that game. And the zombies are kind of like, you know, just part of the setting instead of necessarily. I mean, they are. They're not the only bad guys. That's that's the thing. So, um, I saw some some stuff uh, because No Man's Sky never dies. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know that that uh, who's the name? Hello Games yep. made a game last year that got absolutely no traction. I I didn't hear of, hear of it, well, but they're still doing updates on No Man's Sky. Yeah, well, they're they're throwing they're throwing this together. Uh, no Man's Sky ended up getting another. Uh, another patch uh, with more content because, man, Sean Murray, at least there's one thing I could say about uh, Hello Games and Sean Murray is basically saying when they uh, when they said that they were going to fix their mistake and, you know, and do the thing, they definitely did. There is a lot of content in that game now, like a lot of changes since uh, since its launch um, in this one. I don't know how they're making money at this point, though. Honestly, I think it is just like the fact that it you are or they're just continually putting more towards the uh, you know the base product. I think it's just like organically selling 
you know, more and more instead of like having a, a paid DLC, which would immediately piss people off, uh, especially with No Man's Sky. Though, I hear you. I don't know exactly how they're making money because they... I mean, it is on Game Pass, so maybe they... But at a certain point, hopefully they're making another game so they can continue to function as a company. I mean, yeah, they can't continually do free updates for it. It's been updating for like four years now? Yeah. I mean... The the fact that there is a constant it's like patch. every four or five months. Here's this new thing you can do in No Man's Sky. And it's like, where are you getting money from? Well, I think what these were were these were things that they wanted to do for the initial game, and it's just taken them four years to actually add it in. Um, though this one is uh, it's called No Man's Sky Ex- Expeditions, and it adds new missions. Or it adds galactic expeditions. You can do, you know, there's different uh, new HUD features. Um, I guess they've enabled 4K. So that might be something that you would be interested in, I guess. I don't play in 4K. I just, I don't see the need for it. Um, so cross saves. I'm looking at their, uh, at Sean Marie's actually, you know, their Twitter thread. So it's all there. Um, there is, uh, some optimization pa- uh, passes, um, uh, cross platform stuff, but, uh, they're just going through, you know, they're just adding more and more. There's a full trailer that you can watch on, you know, on the, uh, on the tweeters, uh, that has the stuff. So if you're like me and you just dive into no man's sky once every, uh, you know, once every so often. There'll be new stuff for you to dive into uh, after after this patch is out, and I think it's out now. Available now, now, now. Um, so that's that's a that's a new thing. That's not necessarily a new thing, but additions to a new thing. We talked it's a little bit more about the uh, the the April first stuff. So basically, any gaming news that you saw on April first, just like. You have to t- you have to double check it to see if it was an April Fool's joke. Just just don't get up in arms if you see some weird shit. But most of the companies were pretty clean about you know not fucking with people on game you know game release and game news stuff. Well, um, if 2019 does anything good for us, uh, Witcher season two is expected to release this year. Wait, what? Yeah. So, so this is the so this is the Netflix the, show, yeah. Netflix series, yeah. Okay, so it's supposed to release this year. You said, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I wonder. Mm, I, I I'm still interested to see how they make changes to that because uh, more monster fights. Good, because that's what they needed. <laughs> it's also. Now that all the characters are caught up in the same timeline, it's supposed to be a lot more focused, linear, and easier to follow. I think we, me and Jessa followed it pretty okay. I mean, I I didn't have a problem. It was just kind of annoying. It it took a second to realize that they were going back and forth in the timeline. I was like, oh, I see. It's the backstory and then the now story and the backstory and the now story. Yeah. There there wasn't... uh... There wasn't a whole lot of indication when things went to, you know, back. Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't do things quite right in that, you know, you know, in the initial uh, season. But 
what they did do right is, well, the sword fights were fucking amazing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they were pretty good. <laughs> yeah, the that long shot sword fight is pretty badass. It's yeah, and it's really good. <laughs> but I'm super super hyped for that. I I will be uh, looking out for that. Sweet. I don't know what else is newsworthy right now. Do you two have anything to talk about? I mean, there's there's new game. Uh, there's a couple new games that are kind of on the horizon right now. Outriders is kind of the big, you know, the big boy. Uh, you know, it's the the AAA release right now. Um, Bio Mutants, the one that comes out next month, right? Yeah, Bio Mutant is something that I've been kind of watching. I'm not as interested in you as it as you are. I'm I'm gonna give it a go because I've been watching it since they you know did the initial E3 trailer for it fucking years and years ago. Um, and it's kind of like a you know one of those like. It, I don't know. In my mind, it's like Kung Fu Panda. Only something different, you know? It was like Kung Fu fucking monkey or some shit, you know? It, it has, uh, it has like a, uh, a martial art, like a, a gun fu. That's, that's what I was thinking of. Like a gun fu spin to things. Right. Um, so I was kind of interested because of that. Uh, so we'll see how that's developed. Since then, it's changed a little bit since that E3 trailer. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, I've been hearing things about uh, this uh, this little game called uh, Narita Boy. Narita Boy. Yeah, you, I, you tried I, that for a few a few minutes. I well, <laughs> it's not from it's, lack of interest. It was from lack of time. Right. It's uh, on Game Pass. It is on Game Pass. So if you have that, it's. There's no barrier to entry other than you downloading it. Um, it is a 2D platformer that is hyper-stylized, kind of super colorful 32-bit. It looks like it has this uh, screen filter that looks like you're watching it on a CRT. And that, that's optional. It doesn't need it, but it certainly looks cool. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a 2D platformer where you get a techno sword and you fight lots of things so far. Uh, it's... In, it's, in a, it's a platformer with a sword that's also a shotgun that's also a laser beam that's also a sword and you get sucked into your computer and then it's like you have this weird tron moment of like fighting the computer demons i guess so you're in your 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 character is in the computer doing the whole cyber cyber thing yeah it, it's done it's intentionally very retro but the the music and the like everything's hyper stylized and i actually like that part of it right i could see it as being potentially good. I just haven't got far enough into it to understand enough of the mechanics, but the, like all of the different abilities are a save disc that you get. So a three and a half inch floppy that has and shows you a picture of what it does. Oh, kids these days, they don't even know what a floppy disc is made for our generation. Right, right, right. It's, but it, Narita boy is on P on PC game pass and regular X. Box Game Pass. You can get it on fucking Steam and Switch. It's pretty much everywhere right now, uh, so you can uh, you can I, pick that up. It's I would I would see if you it's it's really focusing on a specific set of nostalgia for people that are older than thirty five. <laughs> yeah, it, it reaches into that level of nostalgia, but it, it looks really cool. Yeah, it 
it's looks I mean, like it would be playable by anybody, but they wouldn't necessarily get all of the references until. You know, I say Renekid Spencer would get it because he's into his. He's called it old technology. I mean, it is old technology, but for him, it's ancient technology. Oh my god! Um, Renekid too not- only knows what it is because she's seen it in the history books. Oh my god. That's how old we are now. Oh my god. I feel so fucking old. I mean, I'm, we know what tape drives are, and there's a lot of people I, listening that don't know what a tape drive is. I, I Most people, a lot of people listening to the show have never opened up DOS to do anything or had to run something on DOS even 10 years beyond DOS kind of thing. They don't even know what the fuck DOS is. Yeah. Uh, so, just anyways, it, it, it harkens back to that era though the graphics are more modern than that era for sure okay um seems pretty cool yeah i think i'm gonna uh maybe give it a go uh this week if maybe. you yeah you know server crashes again for outriders go right. play some narita boy right it's either it's either i play a little bit more arc while you're not fucking playing or i play some you know something else and this looks like a, uh, a neat little indie title that i can get into so uh, that's that was one of the the newer ones that came out this week, so we'll give it a we'll give it a shot. Yeah, Octopath's also on there too. I'm in a weird spot where I'm working on getting things ready so my fiance can come here and then we can hang out, and I'll probably play very little video games during that time. So, that being said, right, I won't have a lot of update between now and next week. You'll play a little bit more Outriders, I'm sure. But what? Are we about at the end? Yes. All right. All so, right. Jason, where can you find us? Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channels, YouTube.com slash TiltCast. Search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Rate us, review us. Like Follow us. Share. Like and share. Like and share. Um, Share with your friends. Subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all well, of the shilling, all yeah, of it. Yeah, it's it's really free. So <laughs> all the buttons, right? That being said, we have some friends of the show. We have Cabbage KBG. We have NoQuarters.net, picking up the pixels. BMFCast.com. Dot com. And TVGP.TV. They also play the Binding of Isaac, and I'm sure Boston will be talking about it tomorrow. Oh boy! And with that, it's the end of the show. All right, peace.